you're online, get your Bible out. I do want to say some scriptures today. Hopefully I can, I can get to them. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 26. We'll read verses 1 through 3. Isaiah chapter 26. Chapter 1, verse 3. And if we can read together those that are here, and if you're at home, come on, read with us. It says, in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will appoint for walls and bullocks. Open ye the gates, the righteous nation, which keepeth the truth, may enter in. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are mighty, holy, wonderful God. You are God all by yourself, my God. We thank you for making us. We thank you for keeping us Lord we thank you for saving us and continuing to keep us Lord through your grace and your mercy God we thank you for this moment this hour Lord to hear a word from you you said we can't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of your mouth God oh minister to me right now Lord minister to us Lord minister through us God Show us what you want from us for this time, Lord Almighty God, that we may please you, Lord, that we may glorify you and magnify you all of our days. We pray that someone is healed, saved, and delivered. We say that, pray that someone comes to the knowledge of your truth today, Lord. We pray that Christ be formed in somebody today, my God. Oh, help, Lord. We're looking to you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need your peace, my God. We pray for all those that are in need and without, especially those of the household of faith. Everybody can help me say in Jesus' name, amen. Give God some praise. He's a good God. He's a good God. The subject of the sermon, if you haven't seen already, we... we uh, New Graces, we, we in there now. You got the sub, you got the big screen. You, if, if you get on your on your on your online, you can see what the subject is already. We doing it, Pastor. Come on, get with us. But perfect peace belongs to God. I love that we are um, progressing as we should, uh, and it helps to witness. It helps the witness because you can get everything out uh, in a moment's notice and get it to a, very, a whole lot of people. And so hopefully that's what we're doing today, even with this message, getting this to a whole lot of people right in a moment. I've already, well, I thought I shared, yeah, I believe this service I already shared on my device, but share it on yours. I know our pastor always reminds us to do it, and um, I'm asking you all to do it too because I'm praying that my loved ones will see it. If they don't see me, they might see you. You know, they may see some, something we sung or something that happened and it can change the trajectory of their day, uh, and better yet, maybe change the trajectory of their life for eternity. How about that? 
We talking about eternal work by sharing a Facebook feed, sharing something on your Facebook, on your Instagram about what Jesus, about love. That's love. And we know people are looking for love. I, I, I can start with me. I don't have to talk bad about anybody. I know every day that's what I'm looking for. But I thank God that I know who he is. I know where love is. So I don't have to be deceived anymore. I don't have to follow myself anymore. I know right where it is. So as I was just saying that, the share, and some of that will be in, my, in the sermon, um, perfect peace. If I didn't say the topic, I thought I did. It belongs to God. Perfect peace belongs to God. The scripture said, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. So he's letting you know already who has the authority over peace. God, Jesus. And if you're looking for it, it's not that hard. That's what he's saying. I'll keep him in perfect peace. Him or her. Mankind. People whose mind is stayed upon me. So then our, my question next is how do I get there? How can I get there and how do I stay there? And that's my daily prayer. That's my daily uh, conversation with those that are close to me. Because you know if God has to do it, and he does have to do it, man can't do it. I can't do it. I can't keep myself in peace. I can't give myself peace. But I didn't always think like that. And if I be honest, and I want y'all to put your name where my name is. If Shanu be honest, I still try to keep myself in peace, in perfect peace. On a daily basis. But this small, still voice taps me on the shoulder. His name is Jesus. He taps me on the shoulder and say, can't do it, son. You need me. I thought of you. I spoke you into existence. I knew you before the foundations of the whole world. You belong to me. Your genes, your DNA, your mother, your father, your friends, your pastor. I gave that to you. The earth is mine. The fullness thereof is mine. I'm in control. There's no peace without me. There's no peace without me. You can't do it. You cannot do it without him. That's my sermon. <laughs> so much going on in the world in my own life can we keep it real you said let's keep it real I'm trying to be real so somebody can hear it you know I, I think a lot of times uh, even, even for myself this can be so abstract you know you see the Bible you hear the Bible it can just seem like a fairy tale and even as you see people preach and teach and they can do it so well in those scriptures it can just seem so far away like, you might even get excited for a moment, but then reality sets in and you feel like, that ain't, that ain't for me. That can't happen for me, but it can. It can happen. So the, so the things that we see going on now, the poverty, the hunger, the deception, 
We're hearing this over and over again in Bible study. Hopefully you come in. A pastor's going right where God is taking them uh, to go to take us to let us see. Look at the deception. All these things. The Bible is just ringing true. Uh, the hopelessness. You know, my, my profession, uh, this is my profession. But my, my, my side hustle. <laughs> I know this is my profession to work and live and serve God. I know who I am. But what he allows me to do on earth, uh, that profession, I get to see firsthand on a day-to-day -day basis people. Not just, I'm a high school principal if you don't know, and I get to see people, not just the students, just people all together. And I get to see all these things that I'm speaking of now, where peace isn't there. The poverty, the hunger, the deception. The deception is huge. And then the hopelessness. No hope. And some people can't articulate that. A lot of my students, they, don't, they can't articulate. They've learned how to survive. They cannot articulate that they're hopeless. But your life will speak for you. Your actions will speak louder than your words. Even as children of God, we praise, we pray, we come, we glorify God. But our lives are going to speak. Do we have hope or not? Is he love or not? In your heart, your life will tell you the divorce. And this is something, um, you know, it's just so many anti-Christ, so much anti-Christ stuff going on. And without God, I certainly wouldn't have peace myself. I know it. That's why I'm trying to go in this message because you see all these things going on, and then God will remind you, and this is probably something I'll say again because I know it's further down in my notes. I'm in control, son. I said this was going to happen. So the divorce, the identity crises, the identity crisis over simple things. I ain't going to go too deep in there. I might get fired. But <laughs> it's tight. Identity crisis. Come on, fams. I know y'all raising your kids, telling them who they are, what they are, who they belong to. I shouldn't even, I'm like, man, I got to say this, but I got to say this. You see it on the commercials. You see it on every TV show. And this is not to knock somebody having a crisis. I've had the crisis. Don't be shocked. I, I thought I was something else than what God made me to be before. Anybody else? Have you ever thought you were something? Were you ever living something different than what God made you to be? Adam was. The first man did. God had to ask him, where are you, son? You know God knew his geographical location. He's God. Where is what I made? You ain't being me. You ain't representing anymore. You're doing something now. You're something. You're having an identity crisis. So I'm saying that to say if you're having it, we got to fess up. I think I'm going to have one again. God, see, we, I, I got to be real up here. I know my God, and I can repent, and he can pull my mind and my heart right back where it ought to be. Come on, saints. If we fake and shake, we don't be no good. 
The scripture said if the salt has lost its savor, what you going to do? We can't pretend like we got it all together. I'm at church right now, even though God is allowing me to preach, but I'm here because I need them. Anybody need them? I need them. I need them. I love that beautiful black woman I'm married to and them four sons. But I know enough about this flesh now. I done been here a little while now, Pastor. Now, time don't necessarily make you mature, but I thank God that I have matured. And I know about me now. I know what's in this flesh. I know it. And I know if I don't let God have his way in me, I won't find, I won't have any peace. And I'll lose what God has given me. All right, I got to get out of this, my notes. I'm all right. Y'all bear with me today. I am going to try to read a few things that I have written down. I believe it's of the Lord. But we see these things going on, all the things. I think I stopped that divorce and identity crisis. We see the hate. Do you feel the hate in the division? You don't just see it. You can feel it. You can cut it with a knife. Pastor was saying it in our Bible study. He said these years ago, uh, leave people alone. <laughs> and it's real. It's real. Like I said, in the profession of uh, Mike and I at work in, it's like, hey, it's a different day. I tell people all the time, mom, I'm, talk, I'm used to you. I say, no, my, my mom couldn't work at this building. Because, <laughs> you know, she's tradition. You know, she's old school. She raised me a certain way, respect. And, and it's different. And it ain't just my school. It's not just my school. It's, it's all, I mean, the world has changed. This is the Laodicea, uh, uh, Laodicean time. You're, I have a right to. Let me do whatever I want to do. Man, I'm all in my notes and my scripts. I'm trying to do this in order. So, I said you couldn't work there, Mom, because they'll be different on you. And, and, and you, there's a, <laughs> it's a new time. Kids will say this, say what they want. People will be saying what they want. And it'll be hard to stay in there. But that's where we are. And when you come into the, these places, these institutions, even on the road, you can feel the division. You can feel the, that the man's heart have waxed cold, has waxed gross, the Bible said. We are there. We are here. And you see what comes of that division. We got the violence, the mass shootings, the suicide. Um, we're just there. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to point to love. We got to have him. We got to have Jesus. We need security, and that's the ultimate security that can go everywhere you go and do everything you need him to do for you. Um, so we need to know that. So all these things are going on, and we, if, you, if you've been reading your word, if you've been following certainly in this ministry, then you know that uh, these are the wages of sin. The violence, the hate, the vision, divorce. It's, it's, it's a, a, this is all the way, this is the price for sin. Day-to-day -day sin, but certainly I'm talking about the fall. Man made us, he made us good. I, I got it right here in uh, Genesis 1.26. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Look at God right from the beginning after he made it. After he made us, I'm, I'm going to give him authority right off the bat. 
over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth. Let me tell you who you are and what I intended from the beginning. And over every creeping thing, the birds still run from us, right? This, that's God. Them birds don't have to run from us. They can come get us. They run from us. <laughs> I'm happy they run. <laughs> I was doing some work in the parking lot one day at church. And all these black crows was around. And I was by myself. And, you know, you like, I ain't thinking about no birds, but there were so many of them. Then I just thought, like, man. I think I'm going to go inside. <laughs> if they had just a little bit of a change of mind, I, I would have had a problem. That's birds, that's ants, that's mosquitoes, that's everything. That's, but look at God. So he, right off the beginning, look what he gave us, this dominion over everything. And he told us we wouldn't die. What's no death. We didn't, even now when you get saved, you would never die. That's what he's trying to bring us back to. In me, if you believe me, you shall never die. But from the beginning, no doubt, live forever. And then he said, just stick with me. I'm paraphrasing the scripture, y'all know that. He took the man, this is Genesis 2.15, put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. See, God wants us to work for him. He wants us to serve him. Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. He who the son sets free is what? free indeed. You're no longer bound. We weren't bound from the beginning. But your peace is in me. This is what God wants us to see. The freedom is in me. The dominion, the authority in, 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 that I'm giving you is only in me. If you detach from me, we got a problem. You're going to have a problem, and we're living in that problem. You may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of, for in the day that thou eatest thou thereof, thou shalt surely die. I, got, I remind myself of this on a regular, if you heard me preach, you probably hear me bring this scripture up every time, because it just puts it all in perspective for me. The day that you separate from me, when you rebel and reject me, I've gave you everything. You have dominion over everything. Everything that's mine is yours. Just stick with me. Just stay with me. And the day you depart from me, anybody ever departed from him? Anybody ever rejected him? Anybody ever snatched your hand out of his hand? I got my hand up first for you. The day you do that, it's going to all go downhill. You shall surely fail. Your peace is going out the door the day you eat of the tree. I like that it was just eating some fruit because it, we, we got in our mind big sin, little sin, and God is letting you see it's obey me. The day you disobey me, that's rebellion against me, and you can't live without me. That's how he fixed it up. We can't live without him. Proverbs 14 and 12, if you follow on with your word, says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The ways, too. I like how it's plural. You're going to be all over the place. Anybody ever been all over the place? When you do your way, when you do it your way, when you do your thing, or if you're doing your thing, it have you all over the place. Double-minded man is unstable in 
all of his ways. I done been there too many times. I know God is God. I know he's Jesus, and I know I need his help. Can we give God praise right there? I know I need his help. So we got to walk by faith. See, it's a way that seemed right to me. I want to do it my way. Come on, saints. We got to help people that's outside of here out. We got to let them know this is what we want to do as well. My flesh, won't, it, my, it's a way that seemeth right to my flesh as a minister. There's a way contrary to God's way that seemeth right to me. It ain't God's way. It's the, it's, it, it seems right to me. But at the end of that, those ways, this is why we come to church. This is why I'm telling my son, you got to come to church. You want your daddy to come home every day? I got to go to church, son. I'm letting them know right now. This is how it works. No church, no daddy. Y'all see, I'm I'm hitting them. I'm going straight there because I know I want them to know. If you want to be a man of God, you're going to have to go to God. You're going to have to be with God. You're going to have to stick with God. There ain't no other way. There ain't, there's not any other way. When Madeline and I first started dating, she said, you go to Bible study all the time? <laughs> I said, baby, if I don't go to Bible study, <laughs> come on now, where the young people at? You better get them to Bible study. I tell my young students at, at, at school, I see Kevin here, what's going on, little Kev? I tell Kevin, no, this is how we talk in Sunday school when he was here. If I don't go to Bible study, man, even with Bible study, don't tell on me, Pastor. <laughs> when I became a man, I put away some childish things. We gonna, come on, saints. We got to help people out. We got to let them know this flesh is everything God said it was going to be. So that's what makes salvation everything God said it's going to be. I got to be saved. You got to be saved. And even after you're born again, the Bible says until Christ be formed in you, I'm taking you somewhere. You were just born. My little son, he was just born. Now I got to raise him up. I got to raise him up. So no, Bobby, y'all, Madeline going to get me where she at. I said, hey, it's going to be rough. If I don't go to Bible study, I'm going to have them concubines that uh, Solomon had. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> God is, um, so walk by faith, not by sight. I preached the message before, and the way I like to break down on it is faith over feelings. Faith over feelings. God's way over my way is where we got to be. Um, God is saying this, if you do it my way, my blessings, this is scripture, will overtake you. Look at his blessings with Adam and Eve right from the jump. First two people on earth. And now look at all the rest of us. We fighting like we don't come from the same two people. We got all these different isms and divisions and we come from two people. Ain't no different race. Human race. <laughs> and look at all the stuff the devil got us doing. We fighting over it for real. We really fight over, but that's sin. He said, when you do this, you're going to surely die. This is what comes with it. Somebody can make up something. Call me black, call somebody else white. And here we go. 
And, it's been, and we've been fighting this fight for, some, for a few centuries now. Sin. This is the price for sin. Now our children, even adults, don't know who they are and what they are. Sin. God said, my blessings will overtake you if you walk by faith and not by sight. Not by sight. How you feel. Ooh, that's hard. Come on, is it hard? Y'all say amen. Y'all know that's hard. Because when you feel it, it's like you feel, that's you. It feels like, hey, this is how I feel right now. Especially when somebody cuts you or say something wrong. and You be like, hey. It's like them scriptures just get, you be like, man, I, I forgot all the scriptures. <laughs> you forget all that stuff. <laughs> like, get Bible study back. But God is so good, he said, hold thy peace. Because he know you got to get control. <laughs> Stand still. Don't move for a minute. Let the Holy Spirit bring this scripture back to your remembrance. Remember who you are. For you lose everything you got in a moment. Notice. In a moment, you can lose it all. So do my will is the point. God is saying, do my will and you'll have my peace. People want to do it their way. But we want God's benefits. I want to do it my way, but I want God's benefits. It don't work like that. Y'all whisper that. It don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work. He said, you, you want to do it your way, but have my benefits. His benefits, life more abundantly. But what I'm saying today, perfect peace. Perfect. Man, don't that sound so good? He said, you can have that. I'm a witness. You can have it. I done been in some tough situations, especially over the last couple of years, and God has given me that perfect peace. I can go to sleep. I can rest. I can smile. Even in the midst of crying. Oh, that's messing somebody up. He's good. He's just that good. But people want to do it their way. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. This is his answer to me when I'm tripping. I want to do it my way. He says, son, I'm the way. If you forget, you know, sometimes my wife says something to me, it messes my ego up. And God said, right, I'm the way. You better not do it your way. <laughs> you better not do it your way. I, I don't care about your ego. A lot of times, that's him getting my ego together. And, you know, I tease my wife sometimes. I say, babe, come on, leave me, leave me some ego. <laughs> leave me a little something. <laughs> but God said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. You got to do it my way. My way works. And I'm the life of that thing, of your marriage, of your profession, of something you're trying to build. I'm the life. I'm the thing, I'm, I'm, I'm the thing that's going to make that fruitful. I'm going to um, be the increase. You know, Paul said, hey, only God can get an increase. I'm going to let y'all do some natural stuff here on this natural earth, but it ain't going to work without me. And even if you think it works, you better go back and check your standard or the definition of work or fruitful or blessed. And we all saying we're blessed. And God said, you better check out the definition of blessed. That's a, that's a godly concept. You ain't blessed without Jesus. You can't be blessed without the blesser. 
So if you got something and you think you're blessed, you better check it out. It might not be a blessing. Even though it's making you feel good. It might make you feel good, but it, may, but it's, it's, it certainly may not be a blessing. I know I've been there before for sure. In the end of that thing, I thought that was one of my scriptures coming up. The end of those ways, I said it earlier, death. It seemed right. She looked good. She sound good. We're having a good time. But the end of the ways, heartache. Solomon said it was all vanity and vexation of my spirit. And he had it all. He did it all, big time, right? Boss, money, women, authority. His name still is a name sought by many, certainly a lot of wicked folks, looking to try to get what he had. But if they heard the end of his story, he said, let me tell you the bottom line. <laughs> it was all vanity. <laughs> it was all vexation of my spirit. Somebody said, more money, more problems. He was trying to make, he was trying to make it plain. Then in the end of Ecclesiastes, he said, hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let me tell you the bottom line of life, son. You trying to get money? You trying to have all the women in the yacht and fly on a plane and be a YouTuber and an Instagrammer and have all this stuff? He said, let me tell you the bottom line. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. You really are looking for peace. You're just looking for peace in all these things, and peace is not there. Now, you can have the things, and I ain't saying God is against those things necessarily. But the peace is not in the things. The peace is in him. Then you can really enjoy your yacht. If you, got, if you get a yacht, now you can really enjoy it. God has given me enough peace here in these few years that I've been saved that things I thought I wanted, I don't even want anymore. I don't even care about that. Certain trips I thought I wanted to go on, I don't even want to go. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I got the peace. I'm already satisfied. I'm satisfied with the things that God will give me. And I'm not saying I won't take a trip. But it's certain things I'm like, yeah. My students, they're like, hey, Mr. McCoo, this belt costs $500. These pants cost $300. These shoes cost $1,000. And they're excited about that. I'm like, man, <laughs> I can't rejoice with you. <laughs> I'm like, you've been robbed. <laughs> you've been robbed. Your peace is in that. Oh, that's where we are. And that's the deception somebody is selling our children. And it's so bad, they'll kill over this stuff. Can't even afford it. But adults are doing this before them. We are doing this before them. We're showing them that the peace is in this material. Or the peace is in this title. Or the peace is in this status. You don't have to say it. I'm watching what I look at. I like sports, but I don't want to watch sports all day long. Even though I like sports a lot, I grew up playing, I like it. But I want my sons to be disciples. I gotta, I have to exalt what I want them to be. 
I got I to gotta make sure they see because I've seen, see, God set this thing up divinely. So just by his divine hand, they look for me for everything. They want my affirmation for everything. It's not something I could even teach them to want. They just want, it's innate. It's divine. This is how God set it up. When he gives you a mother and a father, just like they have to have that milk, they, it's something they got to have from dad. And they look for me. I can't even go. I can hide in the basement. In the, I'm like, well, how'd you find me? <laughs> I mean, they would find me anywhere. I go in the bathroom. I think I locked the door. They, I look up and they in there with me. I said, man, you know what I'm doing? They don't care. <laughs> they just want their daddy. And, they, and they're looking for my affirmation. And, and it's, it's big, what I do is bigger than what I say. And so whatever I'm looking at, whatever I'm into, whatever I'm talking to their God, dad, about their zoning in, they honing right in. And you see how we do it because we telling them, hey, I want you to do this and be that and go to church. But they looking at, hey, church don't mean that much to you, daddy. <laughs> I mean, you t or you take me to church all the time when we get home. Jesus ain't that big to you, daddy. Come on, saints. This is the push. This is the fight for peace that we're looking for. They know if Jesus is really that big to you. They know if he's that big to me. And God has given me some will. He'll speak to me with that small, still voice because I, I do do a lot of my studying and looking at things about God. A lot of times I, I try to do it on my own, but God said, no, you want to do some of that in the open. Let your son see you. They need to see that you are, pr I'm a prayer. I'm a crier. I, I, I get loud with my prayer and my praise. They need to see that God is real. They need to see that he matters. And the only reason we have the peace that we have and the things that we have that they like is because of him. And they got to know that's who I give my glory to. That's what I worship. I'm not worshiping my job. I don't worship that. I know he can take care of me with it or without it. With or without it. Give God some praise. So I made that point. I want to do things my way and have God's benefits. And God is saying, not so. You can't eat ice cream all day and expect to be uh, have the proper nutrients. It's just not going to work like that. God has a plan for us to be all right. He has order. We can't just do whatever we want to do. Uh, one scripture, I won't read it just for sake of time, but it's in John 10. He said, I'm the door. You, you can't just live a chaotic life and everything outside of him is chaos. He's order. He's the standard for order. He's the standard for blessings. He's the standard for peace. And we're getting away from these things. We don't have a biblical worldview anymore outside of church. And a lot of people are getting away from church and God. I talk to many more students and adults now that just the God concept is like a foreign thing. Help, Lord. That's a scary thing. Because now what people are calling blessings and moral and right and good, it's not coming from a biblical worldview. Now people are saying things are good that we know the Bible said are bad. 
Some people are calling wrong right and right wrong right now. This ain't happening like we, we hopefully you ain't thinking this is going to happen sometime in 40 or 50 years. This is happening now. I'm talking about things that should matter to us. Things that should matter. So God's saying, I'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on me. John 10 deals with him saying, I'm the door. I'm the door to peace. I'm the standard. Come to me. A lot of people's heart is overwhelmed. Your heart is overwhelmed. When my heart is overwhelmed, we know the song. And the scripture said, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the one that can do something about it. Now unto him that is able to present me faultless. He's the one. He is the one. Where's Sister Bow? Come on, sing it on the, on the side, Sister Bow. He's the one that can give you that peace you're looking for. It belongs to him. You can't sneak around the door. And people trying to get real sophisticated and, in, and educated to get around the door. That's, that's our problem right from the jump. He said once you, uh, the devil told Eve, this is his deception. When you eat, you'll be like him. You'll have knowledge like him. Look at the pride. Now you already got everything. You about to let him trick you out of your everything for his nothing. This is the trick. But he was letting her know the devil, he, he's good at what he does. He know how to play on you. You want to say, oh, I have a right to do something? He know that's us. It's my right to. It's my right to do this or do that. And you know, that's, that'll get all of us our attention for a moment. You say, oh, I do have a... And God say, you better come on back. You better come on back to my truth. I told you, if you do that, you will surely die. Even though it looks good and it tastes good and it's good uh, and, and, and it'll give you, um, what the scripture say? It, it'll make you wise. Look at that. And this is where we are today. But God said, I don't care how much you study, all the commentaries, all the schools you go to, you're not getting around the door. You can't take my stuff and make it your stuff. And this is why you're not getting around the door. This is why I can't get around it. It won't be any peace there. You won't find peace. He said every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Because you're not going to get what I got nowhere else. You can't have it. Nobody else has it. He said, all that came before me in your life. And he was talking to me. I'm just pointing at you. I'm pointing at Mike. Everything that came to you in your life was a thief and a robber. God is good. He's telling us the truth. That stuff is just going to steal from you. It's going to rob you of your joy and your peace. It's going to rob you even of some of your material things. Everything that's not me, that's the whole purpose of it. That's what the enemy does. He's a thief, and he only comes, and he looks good. He know how to get in a brother or a sister and look good and sound good, drive good, preach good, be able to back it up with Greek and Hebrew, Aramaic, 
can back it all up. But he's a hireling. He's a thief. He ain't looking for your eternal salvation. He, misery is just looking for some company. And God said, I'll keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. God wants us to focus on the end of the thing. I learned that in Bible studies, young people. Pastors spent time on talking about it's the end of the thing that matters. Even lately, I think he's been saying it's not how you start. You know, this is a way to examine yourself. Because you can't feel pretty good. Like, man, I, I started, I, I came in, I was doing it. He said, it's not how you start. And even the Bible, again, I, I read this earlier. Proverbs 14 and 12 is one of my favorite scriptures since I've been in church. That talks about it's a way that seemeth right. Because this happens to me every day. It seemeth right what I want to say right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed right what I'm about to do right now. But he said, but the end thereof. It's a way that seemeth right to a man. But the end thereof is death. Don't say it. Or sometimes God say, do say it. Now, I ain't talking about cussing nobody out. But there's times where God does want us to say something to somebody. I want you to love on somebody. I want you to say something you don't want to say. You know, you're like, I ain't, I ain't saying nothing to her today. <laughs> I ain't saying one thing. I ain't eating her food. <laughs> Are y'all going to act like y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I ain't even eating her food. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I ain't going in there. And God will say, take your behind in there. Kiss your wife and tell her how you really feel. For you be crying up here to me about how she treats you now. Because <laughs> you know I'm going to get my clumps. say, oh, Lord. But that's true for anything. There's a way that seemeth right. God wants to see the end. I'm going to zoom through some notes. Man, I got some good notes. I know we don't have time. Um, He wants us to pay attention to the consequences. Pay attention to the ramifications, people say. The results. What is your fruit telling you? Don't ignore that. The scripture said you will know a tree by its fruits. I can examine myself with that. What is my fruit telling me? I try to do that on a day-to-day basis. In my notes, I write in a whole lot of notebooks. If y'all see my dad up here, he do the same thing. I think I got it genetically. I didn't know he did it, but I do, we do it. So I write in all these notebooks. If you ever seen Jesse, he had wrote in all these notebooks. So in my wrote notebook, I put on there my daily service to God. That's kind of like my journal or my law. And I want to look back at my day and say, you know, what did I do today? Because my life should be to God no matter what I'm doing. My daily service to God is a way to examine my fruit. What was my fruit? What did I really do? Because I say I'm a man of God. What is my fruit telling me? It's what God wants to know. Uh, Haggai said this. We won't go there for the sake of time in terms of scripture. But Haggai says, you, you know, he gave a whole bunch of different um, illustrations, if you will. You've been working hard, but you have little. <laughs> you're putting money with pockets with holes in them. <laughs> you know, you work all day, and then you're putting money with pockets with holes in them. As fast as it go in, it's, it's going out even faster. I take one step forward, I get knocked back a, a mile. 
Y'all know we say these things because it feel like that. And God said, examine yourself then. What's going on here? Consider your ways is what he said. That's what I like. In the book of Haggai, consider your ways. You don't have any peace? Consider your ways. I said I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed upon me. Examine that situation. There's a poem I like. It's called A Hole in My Sidewalk. And it's a preacher who gave me this poem. He's sitting all the way in the back. We got a Mike Brown up here. He's a preacher. He just ain't telling y'all that. Then we got a Mike Brown in the back. And he's a preacher. But he gave me this poem a long time ago. I'm just going to read it real fast. It says, there's a hole in my sidewalk. That's the name of it. It says, I walk, this is chapter one. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in my sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It ain't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't even see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. Come on, y'all just wave your hand. You know, we, you done been there? I can't believe I'm in the same place. But what y'all think I'm about to say next? It ain't my, catch what we say. <laughs> it ain't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. Anybody been here? I've been here now. It's a habit. It's a habit now. It's a vice. It's a stronghold. I'm throwing my stuff in there. My eyes are open. I know where I am. My eyes are open. I'm no longer walking by sight. And my eyes are open now. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Y'all could praise God right there. When your eyes open, the God open your eyes, you got out of something immediately. Chapter four is even better. Walk down the same street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. I know somebody was thinking, like, why don't you walk around it? That's what God be saying to me. Why don't you walk around it? You just had to say something. You just had to do something. You could have just walked around it. I walk down another street. This is the peace. This is the one who holds peace in his hand. This is the wisdom he'll give you. I walk, this is chapter five. I just walked down a whole nother street. Chapter four, he, just, he walked around it, or she walked around. Chapter five, they walked down a whole nother street. I am no longer going to walk by sight. I'm about to walk by faith. Lord, give me your eyes so I'll know what to do. Take responsibility. And cast your cares upon the Lord. This is what he's asking us to do. 
He said, I set before you life and death. I said before you, life and death. You got to do the choosing. You can't keep blaming it on everybody else. I'm setting before you life and death. You got to do make a choice here. Are you going to trust the Lord or trust yourself? In John 5, he came to a man that been, had, had an issue for 38 years. That seemed like a long time when I was like 20-something. Now I'm 46. I'm... <laughs> I'm like, Lord, do I have that issue? Do I have the issue for that long? He came to the man and said, what's up? Will you be made whole? Are you tired of walking down that same sidewalk, falling in the same hole, saying it ain't your fault, crying to everybody about where your peace is? And I'm telling you where your peace is. If you keep your mind stayed upon me, walk down my street. Get on God's street. Get on Jesus' street and be in peace, eternal peace, perfect peace. A couple more points and we gone. God wants us to have peace. He said that in Jeremiah, I know my thoughts toward you. I know what my thoughts toward you are. You ain't, even though you're going through a tight, you got a bad situation, and you mad at me. Anybody be mad at God? Oh, y'all ain't going to raise your hand. I know you mad at me. I know you wondering if I'll work for you, if I can truly help you because you're in a tough situation, but you ain't going to make me be what you want me to be. I'm who I am. I am love. And I know my thoughts towards you. They're thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. That's what he's doing. I want you to have my peace but you got to get it my way. Will we let him give us peace? He wants us to have peace. I know my thoughts towards you. Can we stop being led by our feelings? You are not your feelings. The scriptures say walk by the spirit. Walk by the spirit and, don't, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't do your thing. This is what he's telling me. She knew, walk by the spirit and you won't do your, what you want to do. And then you won't end up in a ditch and crying to me like I did something to you. Oh, y'all ain't talking. That, that ain't the God y'all serve. That ain't the God y'all serve. Our feelings are dangerous. They're dangerous. The flesh is dangerous. It's contrary to the spirit. It's fighting against the spirit. It's at war with the Holy Spirit. Our feelings. The secret, it really shouldn't be a secret, is that's how God gets his glory. He said the older is going to serve the younger. This is what he told, it was it Rebecca? When she had Jacob and Esau in the womb and they represented the flesh and the spirit. And he, she, he wanted her to know, he really wanted us to know today, we can say us, that the flesh is going to serve the spirit when you get saved and you make it do it the flesh will serve the spirit the flesh is the older have you been born again the flesh is the you before you got the holy ghost and when you get the holy ghost the new you is going to be in charge 
Are you letting the new you be in charge? That's how you'll get your peace. So because, and, and that's just our nature. I got a whole lot of notes there. Paul sums this up well in Romans chapter 7. Please read it. But one thing he says in Romans 7, um, and I forgot exactly which verse. Verse 20. I thought it was verse 20. No, it's verse 17. He says, now then it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth within me. Verse 18 says, for I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Can't put confidence in the flesh. This is how we're landing where we're landing. Back to the hole in my sidewalk. This is what we got to know so we can witness to somebody. You can walk down a better street. You can walk down a holy street and have peace even in the worst situation. Come on, saints, give God some praise. Jesus is the greatest example of this, how to find this peace. Perfect peace belongs to God. God loves us so much. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that we may not perish. We can tell people, you don't have to perish. It don't have to be this way. It don't have to be the way it is. You don't have to stay in that hole. You don't have to keep falling in that hole. Just admit it is your fault and accept God. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It don't have to be this way. And this great big old God so he can truly connect with us. Came down here to say, he came and got into what we in. He said, let me go, let me show you how it was done in the flesh. Give God some praise right there. I'm gonna show y'all how it was done. I'm not like your leaders you see in, the, in your world today. I'm gonna come show you how it was done. I'm not just gonna tell you, I'm gonna come get in that filthy flesh and make it obey God. I'm gonna make it obey God. So here he is in the Garden of Gethsemane on his way to the cross praying. This is God. Jesus is God if you didn't know. This is God, but he's in the flesh. And he said, I got to let my people know because I'm the first fruits. I got to let them know they can do this. You can get through this evil world. It's all going to be all right in me. You can have peace in the midst of this storm. If you don't know it's a storm right now, you're in trouble. It's a storm right now. In the day of Noah, they didn't know it was a storm coming. They were doing whatever they wanted. They were eating and drinking and being merry, just like us. Come on, saints. Just like us. Pastor been preaching it. Going about our day like, hey, I don't see the mass shootings. I don't see the pandemic. <laughs> I don't see the suicide. I don't see divorce rates. I don't even see it. What, what, what you doing tomorrow? Going about our day like this stuff is not happening. And Jesus came and got in the flesh and said, let me show you how it's done. It's a storm but you can have peace in the middle of the storm. Not only can you have peace, you can be in control 
God said, greater work shall you do. I'm going to leave and send my, give you my power. And then I need you to go do those greater works. But you can't tell people to get on the ark if you're not on the ark. You can't give people peace when you don't have any peace. So God wants to make sure we got it. So he came and got in that flesh. And even to the point he let us know, I'm, I was in the flesh. I ain't playing. I was really in the flesh. God was in the flesh. Because he said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Anybody had that, have ever had a let this cup pass from me moment? I don't want to do this. I know I got to do it, but I don't want to do it. I done had too many of those moments and failed. I went the other way because I didn't want to do it and I thought I had control and I used my control, my dominion to go the other way. Well, I ain't doing this. I don't want to do it. I ain't doing it. Jesus said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will. My will ain't going to give me peace. He knew that for us. Not my will, but Thy will be done. Let your will be done, Lord. This is God showing us how to live. He could have called a legion. He told us that. I could call a legion of angels down here right now and tear these Romans and these Jews up. That's putting me, taking, whipping me, defaming me, about to put me on this cross. But he knew God's will. Do you know God's will for your life? And he said, not my will, but thy will be done. If our hope is in this present world, saints, this is where our misery begins. That's 1 Corinthians 15. He's letting us know, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men most miserable. If this is your home and not heaven, you're going to be hopeless. And that's what's wrong with a lot of us today. We don't have any hope, so it don't matter. And if it don't matter, I might as well just do what I want to do right now. And it's landing us in a bad space in the world. Peace is in God. Saints, we got to let the people know peace is in God. Peace belongs to God. The scriptures say, if the gospel be hidden in us, they're not going to find it. Your family, your cousins, your grandma, your uncles, they, they won't find it. If we don't live this gospel, all the people that we're looking at on the news say, man, that's crazy. And they crazy. If we don't live this gospel and tell people where peace is, it's going to be hidden to them. And we're going to see for those folks, it can, it's going to continue anyway. But for the people who you love and God has uh, made you accountable to tell them about him, they might be, get, be able to get saved. God reconciled us and gave us his peace. And he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He wants us to use our liberty, not as an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve somebody else. Peace belongs to God, say. Saints, peace is in the will of God. God bless you.
Hallelujah. You all stand for the altar call. Peace is in the Lord. If you're online, it's in him. And you can have him. You can have the new birth. You can have the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit working on the inside of you. That will allow you to be in his will. So you can continuously tap into his peace. He said, you just got to repent. Repent. Turn and follow me. How do you follow God? God said, get baptized in my name. The power is in his name. And I will fill you with my spirit. And I'll even give you evidence that I filled you with my spirit by allowing you to speak in a tongue that you don't know. I'm a living witness. He'll do it and he can do it. And the peace that comes with his salvation is true. It's real. Is anybody here that haven't been saved? I mean, you've been born again so you can come out of the sin that Adam plunged us into? And you want to be saved before it's everlasting too late. Too late means when you passed away, when this body is gone, it's too late. You can't, you don't have, you can't do the work anymore. Nighttime has come when no man can work. So anybody while you're here in the land of the living want to answer the call of the Lord? Answer his small, still voice today. He died for the world. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Perish means being separated from him forever. But even in your day-to-day -day life, you don't have to perish. Is there one here today that want to be saved? You want to be born again so you can live in his perfect peace. And you can repent over and over again to tap into his perfect peace. Is there one? If there's someone online and you want that peace, I believe we have a number we'll show you. Give us a call and somebody will lead you and guide you to God's word so you can see what he says about salvation and how you can be blessed in this life and then come be with him forever in eternal life. Call the number. We'll talk with you. We'll pray with you. Is there somebody here that wants prayer? You can come up for prayer at this time. I believe we're moving fast, so don't think about it too long. Come and get prayer. The prayer of the righteous will avail much. Don't go through by yourself. Don't act like you ain't going through something. If you're going through something, let God help you. Cast your cares upon the altar. Cast your cares upon him. Lay your burdens down at his altar. God is good. God is faithful. He'll bless you. If you want to be saved, if you want prayer, come get prayer. He's a good God. He knows. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He has all power. He can do something about your problem. 
He can do what nobody else can do. If you can't come to the altar because you're online, just bow your head, close your eyes, and pray. God will do it. He did it for me. He keeps doing it for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's faithful. He won't let you go. He said, when your mother and your father forsake you, then I'll take you up. He's that good. He'll be there when nobody else will be.